Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. So you should have a sheet with a scanty outline on it. Again, let me, let me say to you, there's no great obligation to finish everything on the sheet, okay? So we'll do, we'll do the best we can. And uh, I, I thought I'd probably need to say uh, our assignment tonight is the, what, what is called, some people call Passion Week. I've never used that term. I know that it's used, I, uh, you know, but I really never for myself ever used that term. But I understand what, what they're trying to say. But the last week of Jesus. Uh, for instance, if you're reading the shortest gospel, which is Mark, and you're going through the gospel, you have, there's only 16 chapters in the whole book of Mark, okay? So that, that's all you have. And uh, fully, uh, from 11 is the last week of Jesus. So that gives you some idea. It's, it's like, um, well, what is that? Way more than, more than almost half, almost half of the book is devoted to the last week of Jesus. 11 through the rest of that 16 is uh, uh, the last week of Jesus. So that gives you some idea, even in the beginning of writing the Gospels, how important that last week was to, to the early church. If, if I use the language early church, you know what I'm talking about? So good, okay. Okay, so uh, in the early church, that, that last week was very, very important uh, to get. Again, we do not have to finish all of it, okay? Uh, the, the Sunday coming up is what is commonly called Palm Sunday, okay? And uh, I think they call it that because there was probably some palm branches used to uh, lay uh, for the donkey to walk on, uh, when, when Jesus arrives in Jerusalem on that particular day. Uh, so uh, we, we call Palm Sunday. You'll see by the readings tonight that it could be called Closed Sunday because many of them took their cloak off and, and put it on the road. And, and so uh, you, you'll see that, uh, that tonight. There will be some comparison, if, if we get to it, and I think we will, of... One gospel verse, especially John, because John's just different from all of them, okay? In other words, you have three that are similar, and then you have John. And so you have to do something with John, okay? And so we'll, we'll make some comparison where John is really different uh, than, the, than the others, and we'll try to make... That will be said to you so that you know it exists in the text... And so you won't be caught by surprise if somebody brings that up sometime or another, okay? So uh, there, there's part of that. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it'll probably help you along on your, on your spiritual journey. I'm not saying that, okay? But, but uh, there. Okay, so we'll begin uh, with uh, Mark 11. Oh, by the way, no maps tonight. We don't have to do any maps, <laughs> no maps uh, tonight. 
Wow, look at that graphics there. That's really good. I could even read that. Uh, and, okay. Uh, they're going to Jerusalem. And um, I, I, of course, I love Mark. It, it, it makes so much sense to me. It, it's rather practical, Mark. And immediate is the key word, uh, immediately to go here and there. But it, as, as they leave Jericho before this, as they leave Jericho, it's like they're, they're, they're just thinking one thing, and that is Jerusalem. They're just thinking one thing, and that is Jerusalem. And uh, so as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethany, and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord had needs of it, and we'll send it back shortly. Okay, pretty straightforward. Uh, a colt, uh, this is a, a donkey. And if you're just being specific about it, it's in the ass family. I'm just telling you, okay, you got to, if, if, you, if you want, you know, to be clear zoologically, that's, that's what to do, okay? But you got, and this is what we talked about. Uh, you, you've got donkeys, right? Uh, you've got burros. And they're all, those are pretty much the, pretty much the, the same, same thing, Okay. Uh, so, uh, and you, you, the, the reason that the donkey is used here, it, Jesus is not coming on a white stallion. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be aggressive and coming as a warrior to take possession. I'm sorry? Yes, or, or a king, is what she said. If you didn't hear, she said, or, or a king, okay? Uh, so uh, the, the, the donkey, which would, would talk about peace, and this was prophesied, okay? You know, if you want to make a note of that, Zechariah 9.9 9 is the most general prophecy that you'll see around this. It'll probably come up a little later, and that kind that. Uh, kind of thing. Okay, let's go to our next slide. <clears throat> they went and found a colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. Uh, so there was some kind of prearrangement uh, that this donkey would be available. Okay. Uh, you're going to love it. If we got a chance, we'll look at Matthew on this here and, and get a little chuckle uh, out of that, okay? Uh, so, uh, and, and they, they went and found the colt. Uh, no. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road and others spread branches they had cut in the fields now, what, would, what are they trying to say by doing this? Can, can you kind of get the picture 
in your mind? What are, what are they saying when they're, when they're doing this? I'm sorry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hosanna. Hosanna. That, they're, they're singing that. We'll, we'll get that too, okay? We'll get that. Yes. As best they can. As best they can. They're, they're believing in him. And we have a way in which we say this. We have a way in which we... They're rolling out the red carpet. And they're, they're making his way easy. If they can, okay, they're making his way easy. They're, they're rolling out the red carpet uh, for him. Okay, we, we got a, a few more yet to go here. Uh, those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna, there you go. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming king of our father, David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. And that uh, closes uh, Sunday, uh, what we call uh, Palm Sunday. Uh, so where is Jesus staying? Who said Mary and Martha? Yeah, probably Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' home is probably where he's staying. And he's staying in the suburbs. I think part of this is to get away the hustle and bustle of the city. He's going to be with people who love him dearly and whom he loves. And it'll be a place where he can find some solace and quiet because things are going to get and are getting hectic. And you can see the crowds are starting to get involved with Jesus here. Uh, so you see that. Uh, so uh, that, is, that is the first day. Now let's go look at the Matthew text, which I think is the next one. Now, what, what you want to do is contrast Matthew with what we, what we just read. Okay. By the way, what we just read was written before Matthew was written. Matthew's reading what we just read as he writes this. Okay? All right. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethany to the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, go in the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, the Lord have needs of them, and he will send them right away. He will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. What did you see different? Your comparison, you're, you're comparing now the text. What? Two animals. Yeah, mother, uh, uh, yeah. Mother Nicole, okay? So that's the, and, and you got to wonder, how, how did either Mark miss this or what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. But it's there. I'm sorry. 
Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, let's see if it, it picks up a little uh, later too, okay? Because I think, I think we got a few more verses uh, to go. One through nine, nine I think we got. Uh, say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Okay, so the, this is a quote to the prophet, of the prophet, what the prophet said. I, I think that's probably uh, Zechariah 9, 9 right there. Okay. You got it there? Can we go on? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Just, just try. Do your best, okay? Do your best. Uh, the disciples went and did as Jesus instructed them and brought the donkey and the colt and placed the cloaks on them and Jesus to, to set on. What does that sound like? It sounds like he's riding them both. To me, it sounds like he's riding them both. Okay. A uh, very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Uh, that's uh, roughly the same. I think we got one more verse, don't we, on this one? Yeah, one through nine. Yeah. Crowds that went ahead of them, him and those that followed, shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna. So uh, praise and honor uh, to Jesus and they recognize that there's something going on uh, about this Jesus that fits into the big scheme of things. And sure enough, there is. Okay? That kind of gets us good there. John 12, let's look at John now. Now, remember, John's different from the rest. Yeah, it was written, John's written much later, had time to think about things, that kind of thing. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Now, we had through 15 on this. <clears throat> Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king comes to you seated on a donkey's colt. Well, all donkeys are a donkey's colt. <laughs> I mean, that's a no-brainer. You know, but he's saying something here, okay? And uh, uh, that, that's the way he does it. Notice again, that's a quote. Let me give you... If, if, if you caught on yet or not, when they quote the text, they're not as exact as we think they should be. So when you quote the text and you may leave a word out or this, that's okay. That's okay. Huh? Yeah, I know, because I've done that many, many times. You know, you leave out a word here and there, and, and that is fine. So this kind of kicks the day off. And if you notice, uh, we're, we're going to stick with, sure enough, stick with Mark. 
And Mark has Jesus making this grand, <clears throat> grand entry. And I'll, I'll tell you the word I use to, to make this different than other times when he has come to Jerusalem to make this different. This is an official visit. As, it, this is the way I look at it, okay? Just a word that I use. Hope it works for you. This is official. He's not uh, coming, kind of sneaking in, with, which I think he does, especially in one of John's passages where he kind of sneaks in late and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm talking about into Jerusalem. But here he is officially out in the open. And you cannot uh, say that you have, that you've reached Israel until you reach Jerusalem. You got you, you to reach Jerusalem. Now, We'll, we'll come, uh, come back to that a little later. Okay, so, and, and what does he do? Does he just fly into work? No. What does he do? You remember, Mark, when he gets to town, he gets in to the temple. He goes into the temple. What does he do? Looks. Go ahead. He looks around. It's almost like he surveys what's happening here. And he doesn't do anything except go to Bethany, and he may mull that, be mulling that over, what can I do? How, you know, what, what can I do? What can I do here? Okay? So that gets us, that gets us kind of uh, going in the right direction there, and uh, uh, the crowds are doing what to him? They're responding to him. They're responding to him in praise, that somehow this makes sense in God's great program. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. Uh, remember years ago, there was a movie, what was it called? Jesus Christ Superstar. And they had a great long song of Hosanna, Hosanna. I can't, I'm not a singer, so I can't sing it, but it was really a great song. I was most moved by uh, the character supposed to be Mary Magdalene singing. You too, Mike? Yeah, I was most moved by I don't know how to love him because I have felt like that a million times. I, I, I don't know how to love him. You know, he's, he's not, he's different. He's different, okay. Uh, I was supposed to move. Anyway, that, that uh, uh, gets us into Jerusalem now, and also out of Jerusalem. But remember now, he's kicked something off because this is the official uh, presenting of himself to his people. Okay? All right. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. And... If you, you, you have to play, what is it, Carnegie Hall? If, yeah, if you're going to be anything. And that's what he's doing now. He's taking this uh, big time now. Uh, but it's time. It's time. Uh, and the timing is right, okay? And you can see the crowds. You do see the crowds responding to him. They've heard about him. Uh, he's been active uh, for three years, um, and, and so they, they, they know of him, okay? 
Uh, by the way, you cannot know that the ministry of Jesus was more than a year by Mark. You have to have the book of John to know that, and it's the three visits to Jerusalem for the Passover that you understand that he was here for three years. And that you get from John. You don't get that any other place. Okay, so now we got, uh, let me see. Now we're ready to start Monday. We've had a good night's rest. Made the entrance, looked over things, went out, had a good night's rest with people who love him and whom he loves. And now he's going to come back to Jerusalem because that's where the action is. The action is, is in Jerusalem. Uh, let me see. This is um, Mark eleven twelve. Okay, so we just continue with Mark. Okay. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. <laughs> well, if they did, it was a little scanty. Okay, it wasn't all that good if they gave him breakfast. And if you remember, Martha's usually the one that's rattled in the pots and pans, and uh, I don't know what happened there. I just don't know, okay? Uh, okay, so uh, Jesus is... This points to the humanity of Jesus is what it points to. He gets hungry. He gets tired, he learns, and the list goes on. He has all the same things that you have going on with him, okay? He's, he's really human. He gets hungry, okay? Uh, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. What, what would that make you think? I just full, full, and by the way, my fig trees, I have two of them. I think they're sisters. They're in the back of my yard. And they're so pretty now. I mean, the leaves are out, and they're, and they're not quite that dark green yet. You know, they're, oh, my gosh, and they just, so I thought about that when I, when I read this here. And, uh, it's all leafed out. All leafed out. Just look, they look so robust is what it is. They, they look robust, robust and vital, like they're going to, they have high hopes. They're going to do something this year. That's what it is, okay? So here you have this fig tree, and, and it's all leafed out. So what does he do? He went to find out if it had any fruit. There you go. And I know I have to watch mine if it, if you got a fig coming out and it looks like it's going to ripen, if you let it get completely ripe, the squirrel will get it. So you have to, you have to, you have to watch it and pick it just a little ahead of time, okay, uh, to beat the squirrel to it, okay. So he's he's going there to, to see. We got lots of leaves, we got lots of greenery, but he's going to. By the way. I better make a confession here. Um, I have a pony involved in this that I like to ride around, okay? And so this fig tree deal is one of them, okay? It's just one of them that just triggers my imagination, and I love it from start to finish, okay? So if I dilly-dally too long, Jonah's not here. Somebody just... 
go like that, and I'll, well, Joan's not here, so I'll move along, okay? So, uh, but he, 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 he expects to find fruit on this tree. Now we got uh, botanists who try to tell us it was not the time to have figs and all this guy. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to take the story for what it is, okay? And uh, what does Jesus do? He goes to the fig tree that has all these beautiful leaves on it, and he expects to find some fruit. All right. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Okay. And when they say it's unjust for him to ask a fig tree to have figs when it's not the time to have figs. And boy, I don't know. It's a long way to be critical, I just think. Okay. <laughs> it's just a long way to be critical. So uh, uh, there you go. Uh, when he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Boy, it sure sounds like it to me. If he ain't... Yeah. Uh, my wife learned that about me, what Jerry just said. Because I used to go shopping with her. And it'd just be a big fight. It'd just be this... So she found out that if she took me and fed me, I was pretty good the rest of the day. So that's what... So, Jerry, I'm, I'm going with you on this one, okay? Yeah. All right, so, there, so, yeah, and notice what he does. He says, no one ever eat fruit from you again. Now, Mark has a literary technique. None of the other Gospels use this technique, but Mark, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe it just was part and parcel of him, the way you saw life, okay? We call it the sandwich effect. And this is one of those stories here in which you start with the story, you have another activity, and you go back to that story. Make sense? You call it a sandwich effect. You see, you got two slices of bread and meat in the center. Okay. All right. Uh, that's what you have here. We'll work on this, okay? Uh, well, and we'll work on that premise. We have another place, and uh, we in in uh, Mark that is real easy to see this, and we will, we will try to, to see that. You know, okay. Part of our tonight is textual criticism and understanding the text. So that's what we're doing. We're working at that. All right? We're good so far. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overthrew the tables of money, of the money changers, and the benches of those selling doves, and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. A lot of things going on here. Lots of things going on here. Uh, uh, let's go back to that other slide, if you... Okay. Um, wouldn't allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. There were people that were, like, cutting the corners off of things, I, you know, if they had something to carry or deliver, they would uh, come through the court there. 
uh, it, it was an area, and uh, later uh, we'll find out uh, the way Mark sees it, uh, it was uh, the place where the Gentiles could go. And so uh, that, that was where Jesus uh, cleansed, the, cleansed the area. Uh, so he just wouldn't allow people to use the temple as a shortcut. And there are people who do that all the time. They use church as a shortcut to get someplace else, that kind of thing. We won't go delve into that very far, but, but, but that's, that's what you see. Now, okay, you started out the day by cursing the fig tree, right? right. Now you got what? Cleansing the temple? We'll come back to the fig tree on, on tomorrow morning, or Tuesday morning, I should say. Okay? Let's go, and uh, we'll finish this. Uh, and as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? What's the real rub? All nations is the real rub. The area that Jesus cleansed was the closest a Gentile could get to God, according to the temple. Okay? Okay. In the temple, you had the Holy of Holies, and that's where God was seated in their mind. Okay? Then you had the holy place, and then you went out from there. As, and a Gentile could not get into any of that except for this outer court. And what had happened in the outer court is it was taken up by a bunch of Jews who were selling things rather than a place for the Gentiles to worship. Does that make sense to you? I think that's the real rub here, okay? Uh, we, and we'll work a little, little harder on that. We need to, I, we need to move on, don't we? Where, where'd I quit? Uh, the chief priest and the teacher of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him, and rightly so, and rightly so, because he is marking the end of them completely. Um, uh, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. Where'd they go? Yeah, back to Bethany. Back to Bethany is, is where, they, where they go there. Okay. Tuesday morning. Ready? In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Now, we're, see, we're back to the fig tree. You had the fig tree cleansing the temple, now you got the fig tree again. Okay? So the cleansing of the temple will be defined by the fig tree. Does that make sense to you? Let's do the, I'll tell you what, let's, let's quickly do the other one uh, that comes to my mind uh, when, when dealing with Mark. So, uh, fifth chapter, Mark, chuck full of stuff, the fifth chapter. You got the madman, I call him the madman from Gadarene there. And uh, Jesus is uh, 
Jesus is in the crowd, and here comes, I, I, I wonder, I'm not going to pronounce his name correct, but here comes a, a person whose daughter is very sick, okay? And uh, uh, Jesus is moved by the urgency of the message, um, and that he should go. So he starts toward her. You know, what, you know the story I'm talking about. Okay. So he starts toward uh, helping this girl, th this guy's house. Soon as he starts, the woman with the issue of the blood touches the hem of his garment. You know the story. Okay. And now Mark tells it this way. Okay. He hears about the girl, how sick she is. I think at that point she's just sick. And he starts, and then he's touched by the woman uh, who needs healed with the issue of blood. He deals with that, and, you know, he calls her out and all that kind of stuff, okay? Then while this is happening, the servants come and tell him, don't bother the master anymore, she's died. And Jesus says, uh, don't lose faith and keeps moving toward the house and raises the dead. Now, the woman with the issue of blood is sandwiched between the story of this girl being raised from the dead. So the girl being raised from the dead defines the issue of blood here. Okay. Am I making sense to you yet? Okay, work, work at that. Okay, try, try to get that down. Okay, because... We, we want to see what Mark is doing here. Okay. So when Jesus heals a woman with the issue of blood, he's not just healing a disease. He's giving this woman her life back is what he's doing. Because she's defined by raising woman. Okay. All right. What is Jesus doing cleansing the temple? Calling an absolute end. To them. May nobody eat fruit from you again. Not that they was putting it out there for them to eat anyway, but okay. And that is the end. In case you don't get this message here, in about 35, 38 years from this event, the whole of Jerusalem and the temple area is leveled completely leveled, has never been built back. When Jesus calls an end, it is ended. Okay? Okay? All right. Uh, so, uh, Peter remembered and said, Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. It's almost like he's surprised. Well, hey, look at this. Wow. Man, it just, it's, it, and you can tell, it's just, it's just shriveled up. Okay? And then Jesus seizes the moment and begins to teach them about faith. And I love this passage, okay? Uh, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in your heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Wow, that is really, that is something, okay? Uh, 
And, and what, do you, uh, what do you get? What they say, what you say. I don't know if you remember Sunday morning, I gave a little illustration about helping a lady start to say different stuff. And I told her about the word. She, she asked, how are you feeling? I said, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Because you start saying things, and guess what? They start happening. You, you start saying things. I'm just going by, by this here, okay? What do you get? What you say. What you say. That's what you get. Okay. Let's go to the next Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have what? Received it, past tense. Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. Forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Okay? We good? Okay. Uh, and now, this is the, just the first few days that Jesus is doing this. Okay. By the way, it is certain that the temple ends there. That's why I say the priests had every reason to be afraid of him because he has called it in to the priesthood as they know it and the temple as they know it. Okay. And that's, uh, that's Tuesday. Okay, let's go. Oh, we, oh yeah, because we, we want to go to 33 with this, don't we? All right. Uh, they arrive in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple, the chief priests and teachers of the law and elders, by what authority are you doing these things, they ask him, and who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question, answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? Tell me. What's he doing? Placing them on the spot. Yeah. Let's go to the next slide. They discussed it among themselves and said, if we save from heaven... He will ask them, why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, they feared the people, for everyone held that John really was a prophet. Oh, see, they're in this, they're in this dilemma. This is a political dilemma, though, that they're in. This, but it is a dilemma. We don't know. We don't know. My gosh. And they're supposed to be the teachers of Israel, and they don't know. That's, that's, a ter that's just terrible. Woman is nominated to the Supreme Court, was asked, can you define woman? And she said, I don't know. Boy. 
or put on the spot between two political issues, and this is what you get. I don't know. Well, there they go. I don't know. I'm sorry? Yeah, and neither am I. So I, there you go. But I didn't have any trouble picking one out. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. And I really don't want to be political about this stuff, but I mean, some of this stuff is just too good to let go, you know. <laughs> oh, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Makes sense to me, so they got a Mexican standoff here. And uh, so Jesus just, what, goes on with his business. Just goes on with his business. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks. Now, that will do Tuesday. <laughs> That will do Tuesday. And Wednesday, we don't have any record on, okay? Wait a minute. We might have it. We just can't identify it on Wednesday. That, that's a, a, a lot of uh, uh, what, we, what we come up with when we study the Bible anyway. You know, we, we may have what, you know, we may have it in, because there's a, just a whole lot of teaching, especially in Matthew, a whole lot of parables and teaching in Matthew uh, that we're, we're not going to, we're not going to be able to touch, okay? We're not going to be able to do. Uh, but so, okay, so there uh, you, you have Wednesday. I just put down no record of it, but uh, we may have it, but just don't, can't pick it out uh, that that happened on a Wednesday. Okay, now we go to Thursday. Preparing, I, I, I just wrote myself a note preparing for the Passover. Uh, now this is Mark. Now I'm going to, We'll, we'll, uh, we, we'll get to John, and we'll want to see some new stuff in John, okay, that we don't have in Mark, okay? <clears throat> now, the Pasto, Passover and the Festival of Unleavened Bread were two days away, okay? Two days away, all right. So the meal they have that night really is not the Passover meal because it's two days away here, okay? So the meal they have that night is not the Passover. It's the Last Supper, which is a good way to, good way to say it, the Last Supper, because that's the last time that they had a meal uh, together, uh, The chief priest and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. Now, they have already know what they need to do. Yeah, they need to catch him and kill him. That's what they need to do. So if you ask them what they're doing and they tell you anything other than trying to kill Jesus, you know they're lying to you. Okay, because that's what they're trying. That's the only thing that's on their mind. But during the festival, they said, are the, are the people may riot while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came in with alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume made of pure Nord. She broke the jar and poured it, poured the perfume on his head. Wow, this is a big deal. 
perfume was very much wanted and needed. These people didn't take a bath very often at all. Ate a lot of garlic. And they needed something. So you, when you went to somebody's house, they, very often they would offer you to wash, wash the, your feet. And, uh, and boy, if they was really treating you nice, they would anoint you with oil. And that's, what, that's kind of what she's doing here is anointing uh, him with oil. Some of those presents were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste their perfume uh, harshly? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly, leaving her, leave her alone, Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? There's always people who are going to criticize. Did you notice that? Yeah. They have opinions. And they think they ought to be spouted off, these opinions that they have. And they think they know better what to do with something that somebody else has. And so they, they, they anyway, uh, and, and we're told really that Judas is behind this later, but that's not... Uh, uh, why are you bothering her? She had done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you always have with you, and you can help them at any time you want, but you will not always have me. Isn't that wonderful? There's appropriate times, and uh, you've got to deal with that. Uh, so um, that, that's not all of it, is it? Let's go on to the next slide then. Yeah, now that was all of it. Yes, it was. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body before pre preparing for my burial. Uh, and if you read the, the text, he, he is not anointed for burial, that this is his anointing for burial right here. And that's another beautiful thing about it is uh, this woman is making sure that everything is done properly for Jesus. Um, uh, truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went to the chief priest to betray betrayed Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. They needed somebody on the inside to point out as to who Jesus is because there was nothing that would really distinguish him that they would know how to, how to pick him out. So if they get this inside person, and if you, you know the story, he actually betrays Jesus with a kiss, is what he does. He, he uh, kisses Jesus in greetings, and uh, that is to point out uh, to the soldiers that's with him that uh, Jesus is, is the one, okay? Now, now we go to John, right? I think that's right. No. No, no. On the first day of the festival, the unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb. 
oh my gosh, see? Uh, there, there you got the uh, Passover lamb. So you know the Passover is really close here. Uh, and that is important to John, especially to, to John. Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go to prepare uh, a preparation for you to eat the Passover? So he went, two of his disciples telling them, go into the city for a man carrying a jar of water. We'll meet you, follow him, say to the owner of the house that he enters. The teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Uh, okay, now they're going to eat the Passover together. That's the way uh, Mark presents it. Okay, uh, he will show you a large room upstairs, finish uh, making ready, make preparations for us. The disciples left, went into the city and found things as Jesus had told them, so they prepared to Passover. Then the evening came, Jesus arrived with the 12 while they were reclining at table, eating. He said, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, surely you don't mean me. Now, when you, when you have the Lord's Supper, and that's the way you're supposed to be, you sure, surely not me. That is, I will not betray Jesus. Surely not me. And that should be your wish and your prayer uh, when you come to that uh, table. It is one of the 12, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The son of man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would be better for him that he were not born while they were, while they were eating. Jesus took bread and while he was giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. Take eat, this is my body. Then he, the cup, when he's given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. Uh, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Uh, the, oh, I'm sorry, go back to that other one uh, where it says they all drank from it. We can't tell f by the wording whether they drank it all or they all drank from it. We, we can't tell by the wording there. So um, it, you, could, you could take either, either reading uh, for that. Okay. Is that, did we get there? We need, we got, oh, truly I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. Then they sung a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. Uh, this is a tradition on how to do this. Um, what do you do when you get done with the Lord's Supper? You sing a hymn and go out. That's what you do. And when it says him here, it's probably they recited a psalm is probably what they did. And it was probably some kind of chanting that we're, we're really not used to. Um, okay, so we, we, we covered the Lord's Supper and we the, the uh, communion table, okay? And they're eating the Passover, all right? We still got a few minutes. I'll, let's uh, go to the, it's a John passage next. Yeah. We, we may not. Uh, just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. 
the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, uh, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Um, I tell you, that is just beautiful right there. Um, and usually if I preach on this text, how I will uh, preach on this text is to say, settle those eternal questions. Do as best you can. Where did you come from? Where are you going? You, you, when you settle those eternal questions, then you will be like Jesus. You'll be, you'll be setting yourself up to become of real service then. But you, but you settle these things for yourself. Where did I come from? Where am I going? Now, Jesus knew where did he come from? He came from God. Where's he going? He's going to God. So he's got the eternal questions answered, okay? And, uh, okay. Now, look at what he does. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. Can you see that? He settled those eternal questions. I know where I come from. I know where I'm going. So when I know those two things, the bookends, I know exactly what I need to be doing here and now. And what does he need to be doing? Serving others, which is washing their feet. Now, when you, when you read this, this passage here, uh, you will not find uh, what we call communion or the Lord's Supper here. John does not have that at this Last Supper. He doesn't have it. Uh, what, he, what he does have, of course, is washing the feet of the disciples. Um, so anyway, after he poured the basin, he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel. He was wrapped about. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, do you, not real, you do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall not wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Anybody here ever do a foot washing? Look at you guys. Good, good for you. Good for you. You know, the foot washing Baptists. Uh, yeah, Baptists, that's what they do. They wash feet. Okay, that's what they do. Um, and Dave, um, part of this church, uh, he, he washes feet around the world. Yeah. And if you've ever uh, practiced this, you know how humbling it is. And it may not be just humbling for you to do it, but to allow somebody to wash your feet, that's pretty humbling. I, you know, I, I only did it one time, and we did it in seminary. Uh, but that's the only time I ever did it. Uh, it really was very nice. Um, but it was humbling. It was humbling. All right. Uh, then the Lord said, Simon Peter, not just my, oh, uh, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands, my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole uh, body is clean. Do, do we get that message? 
what, it's, it's the daily sins that we need to, to deal with here. And uh, not, we don't need to be saved over again. That's, that's that, yeah, we, we've already taken care of that. Uh, we, when we settle those eternal questions, we don't need to be saved again. For uh, he knew, let um, me see, and you are clean, though. Not, ev- not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said, not everyone is clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put it on, put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand that I, what I have done, he asked them. Okay. Okay. How far did we get here? That's it. Okay, so let's, let's go ahead and read this other, the, the, next, the, the next John text. Yeah, go, go to, go to uh, the John uh, thirteen thirty seven. See if that's there. It is. I, I couldn't leave this out. Okay, no, we, we're really pressed for time here. I couldn't leave this out. Okay, uh, Peter asked, "Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you." Then Jesus answered, "Will you really lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I tell you." Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And uh, again, this, uh, you're, you're talking to a person that doesn't know themselves here. That's Simon Peter. Um, but he has a good heart, and he's not a coward. Uh, he will cut the ear off of the guard who comes to arrest Jesus. He's the one who does that. Uh, so he, you know, he's, he's not to be trifled with, uh, but he really doesn't know himself very well. He'll learn. Jesus will teach him. If he continues to follow, Jesus will teach him. Okay, uh, we're a couple of minutes over. What would you say? Okay. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a job, but we did it. We, it was a couple, uh, I, I really hope you got the story of the fig tree. I, I, you know, that would be my uh, number one to get across, that, that you really grasp that um, and, and the way Mark, Mark presents it. Okay, so I hope you got that. Are our minds clear? Hearts right. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you most of all for Jesus who gave his life for us. It was not easy for him to face the sorrow and the pain uh, that was ahead of him. And we thank you for him. And uh, Lord, help us uh, not to betray you in any way, but uh, help us to know ourselves and uh, to trust that you will uh, heal us on the inside and you will prepare us for the life that is ahead. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen.